At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more about the CW hit series, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Pretty good, my friend. Pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing well, sir. I am enjoying a little bit of uh, Oban Scotch, which I've been enjoying for the last couple of times that we've been uh, recording this wonderful podcast talking about one of our favorite heroes, The Flash. Absolutely. Uh, so is this, is this a, what type of scotch is this? A Highland, Lowland? Isley, uh, what, what, uh, what? A uh, single malt scotch whiskey, West Highland. West Highland. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a 14 year. I've been enjoying this. And uh, yeah, and I, if you're of age and you partake, I definitely recommend it. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, it's still a pretty bottle. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That'll fly. This first segment was brought to you by the brand of whiskey. <laughs> open scotch. By open scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, man, this is uh, it's good stuff though. I've uh, I've been enjoying it, and most importantly, man, I'm enjoying hanging out with you. Uh, this has been a nice little uh, getaway for me in the midst of all the, uh, you know, baby world that I'm currently in. Um, at this point, we're I think four weeks into it, four to five weeks, and uh, you know, this is kind of special. I wanted to to share this with you. I got a little uh, something in the mail today. What's that? Okay, so uh, you you know that I also help out the guys with the Gotham podcast. I do know this. All right, so a while back we interviewed uh, Victoria Cartagena, who's played um, uh, Renee Montoya on on Gotham. Yes. And uh, out of the blue, she sends me a uh, you know a beautiful little card for and uh, and a gift for my daughter, which uh, included these two little bat socks with like little capes on them. <laughs> no way. Yeah, they're awesome. I tweeted it out earlier today, but uh, it was just I was you know just very moved. It was a very generous uh, gift from her. And uh, just seeing my little girl kicking around in her, her bat socks it makes me happy. But we need to get her some flash socks, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's really cool. I, that's that's super neat. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. So if, if you're not following me on Twitter, I'm at the real Bo York. Uh, you can head over there and you can see that picture. It's uh, like I said, it's it's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Jared suggests that maybe we uh, I, I asked Ship to send us some flash socks. I have a feeling he would actually just send me his socks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, like, dude, I am the Flash here. Have he some socks. Com- could be a complete misunderstanding, or you know, and it's just like smelly, disgusting. You know, he he described he, like, steals Grant Gustin's socks. Oh. From, <laughs> like after a long day of filming, you know. What an interesting like collection m- mindset. Like, what if you were somebody who went around trying to collect superhero socks? That would be interesting. So for Batman, that would be a very interesting. Uh, Maybe a difficult thing to try to do because you have to get Adam West socks. I think I think Adam socks. West socks would be pretty pretty easy to get a hold of. I think some of the other Batman might be a little bit more rough. I mean, maybe it depends on how many you know how big of a uh, uh, what's 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 the term how viral I guess you could go on the Twitters. I guess so. I'm just saying it's such a weird like like let's say that all of a sudden we're like all right this is it we're going to go and collect every single character. Dude, let's do it. Why, why, why talk socks. about? It? Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just collect every every person who's ever played Batman socks. I'm going to write them a letter. 
I'm going to write every single person who's ever played Batman a letter. I'm going to be like, hello, I would like a pair of your socks, please. Uh, here's the problem. I have a hard enough time keeping up with my own socks. Well, you you got to put them in like a shadow box or something. I guess that's true. All right, man. Well, we're not here to talk about Batman. We are here to talk about The Flash, and I say we get right into it. What do you say, sir? Let's do it. The Rundown. Episode 20, The Trap, directed by Steve Schill and story by... Allison Shapker and Brooke Eichmeyer. Bell, what happened this episode? While in Wells' secret room, Barry learns about his battle with the reverse Flash in the future, as well as key moments in his life that include marrying Iris, a promotion at the GCPD, and that he created the artificial consciousness known as Gideon in the future. The team regroups at Barry's home, where Barry explains his plan to convince Wells to confess to killing his mother. In order to trap Wells, Cisco reverses the polarity of his containment field to protect himself from Wells, while Caitlin films the interaction to capture Wells' confession. The trap fails, but Joe shoots Wells before he can kill Cisco. As Wells dies, his body transforms, revealing him to be none other than Hannibal Bates. The real Wells then calls the team, revealing that he was there or that he was always aware of their actions because he had because he had them under surveillance. Wells goes after Iris and Eddie, but Barry arrives, forcing Wells to kidnap Eddie instead. Wells reveals to Eddie that he is really Eobard Thawne, Eddie's future relative. Flashbacks reveal the aftermath of Barry being struck by lightning, Wells offering Joe to save Barry's life. Wedding bells, my friend. Wedding bells are a ringing all throughout this episode. Uh, of course, we have the confirmed nuptials of Captain Singh and his fiance. I think maybe this is putting Eddie in the mood as he has got the ring ready to go. But you know what? It doesn't matter because Barry, spoiler alert, knows that he's going to be the one marrying Iris. And that's where we start off this episode in the, what do they call it, the time vault? Uh, yes, the time vault, which is an awesome room. I could totally Maybe. dig that. I, I liked I liked future room. You know, I've heard Braille room mentioned as well. But, you know, time vault. I'm, I'm feeling that. I like it. You know, it's Cisco with the names, man. Uh, Cisco. Was it he's Cisco? I thought yeah. Gideon called it the time vault. I thought Cisco named it time vault. You know what? He probably did. I mean, he's named everything else. Dude, Gideon with the freaking spoiler alerts. Like as they were sitting in there as, you know, getting all of that, you know, kind of knowledge download from Gideon and also from the uh, the newspaper. Not only do they see that, you know, the flash goes back in time. Uh, they notice that the byline is from Iris West. There's some other names that are actually mentioned in that article when they zoom in, uh, such as the Adam Arrow. And by the way, Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, they also find out, of course, the, the confirmation that Wells went back in time. He killed Nora Allen out of anger for not being able to kill Barry. And, you know, we talked about this last week, the new costume. And Cisco even pinpoints out the whole time continuum, you know, paradox <laughs> thing, because now they've seen the future version of the costume. Yeah, that was super neat. Like the whole, you know, causal vortex kind of thing that he was talking about there. So like, I, I wonder now. If they're going to keep like if that's just like a one off mention or if they're going to keep on to that and maybe Cisco actually is going to change it, but he'll change it differently. Could actually, you know, for a moment there, I thought he was going to say, what if instead of white, I make it black. And then all of a sudden, like the image was going to change to black or something like that. So that you or like the entire space time continuum tears to pieces. Well, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> we know that's not going to happen. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought there might be some sort of, um, you know. They change one thing, and we see the image from the future change. Uh, yeah. Very reminiscent, actually, if they had done that, which, of course, they didn't. But if they had done that, it actually uh, it would be very similar to uh, Beast Wars time travel rules. Uh, see, I wasn't too familiar with Beast Wars. Oh, well, in it, there's a scene. Well, I mean, the, the concept is that the Transformers from the future have come back into the prehistoric past, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the uh, Decepticons, um, or Decepticons' descendants 
are trying to rewrite history. And so they have Im- a disc with images of the future. Uh, and there's one scene where there's a giant mountain. They've got an image of the mountain. They blow up the mountain and then the image, you know, kind of statics and then changes so that the mountain is no longer there. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So that, 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 that's Back to the Future as well. Yeah, well, except it, Back to the Future, the idea is that it takes time longer to catch up with the timeline, right? Because Marty doesn't instantly disappear. The photo itself kind of slowly fades for dramatic effect and less, you know, time travel rules. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the closer or the further away he gets from being conceived, the more he fades out. Yeah, which, by the way, I mean, is the estimate in that movie that somebody still took a picture of that area? You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't the actual photograph itself fade away? I mean, if, if you want to get really technical with Back to the Future time travel rules, eh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we could discuss Back to the Future time travel conundrums all day. No, this is true. But let's talk about The Flash. You know, we've been assuming that the, um, you know, that, that uh, future past scene of the, the two of them, Reverse Flash and Barry going at it in the future past, takes place at the end of the season. However, I'm starting to actually wonder if, in fact, that takes place 24 years into the future when that paper shows that he goes back into the past. Not 24 years into the future, I'm sorry. In the year... 10 years. In 10 years, yeah. Well, nine years now. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying, in, in 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so basically you're saying that he goes back in time, the crisis thing happens, he goes back in time to defeat Wells, H. Geobard, and that's why he disappears in the newspaper? Geobard at that point, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- there was a hint in the, the preview, the end preview for this episode that kind of indicates that the Barry that we have now and the Barry that goes back in time is a different Barry from the Barry in the show. Yeah, but yeah. Why, why do you say that? Well, because I think he, I think he mentions that. I want to say I heard a blurb of that. I need to go back and rewatch it to, to make a hundred percent sure, but I, I could have sworn he says something where like he goes... Not, 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 not like a different Barry. It's just it's just future Barry, but it's not like it's not it's not Barry from the show timeline who goes back to save his mom. Right. Well, I mean, that was Barry's original assessment was, you know, oh, I'll just figure out what I did wrong the first time and then I'll go back and try it again, which would you know the assumption there being that um, Barry is, you know, future Barry already did it, screwed it up. And so, so now present Barry is going to go and do it and do it the right way. The thing, the only thing about that is that the newspaper itself, we've seen that that changes based on changes to the present. And so our assumption is that right now we're on a path that leads to Barry leaving the present to go back in time in the 20 uh, in, in 2024. So he. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into this so way weird, too early man. on in the episode, man. We, yeah. we try to we try to take the, the, you know, spaghetti brain stuff and stick it into speedster speculation. We need to. Let's let's get back onto the more lighter end of the episode. Although this is a pretty epic one, man. A lot of stuff happens here. Of course, that big epic reveal, um, really heartbreaking reveal that uh, Harrison Wells, this man who has guided Barry, um, who has been his idol. Yes, it is confirmed for him that this is the man that killed his mother. And uh, man, it's done so in such a just a, a tear wrenching way. Dude, hats off to Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, throughout this entire season. But yeah, absolutely. This, this episode in particular just highlights his excellence. Yes. Like that, that scene where he's in the uh, where he's in Star Labs and Barry's in the coma. Yeah. And he's just like, I could just totally kill you right now. And just like just, you know, he, he, the way he talks. Yeah. His expressions, he, just, oh, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I want to do it so bad. He's like, how how just ironic and awful is this that I tried to kill you? And because 
I was beaten. I now have to be the person to create you. Yeah, and it will even he even talks about kind of stalking him throughout and watching him throughout his life, right? Watching him go to the soccer games and and just all these different moments and beats throughout his life, and how that caused this, you know, this kind of emotional conundrum for Eobard because this child was innocent of the pseudo and I use you know quotations here crimes that Barry is guilty of from his perspective. You know, we've talked about it, we mentioned it before, but the idea is if you could go back in time and kill Hitler while he's a child, would you? Uh, here, Eobard has presented that opportunity. Now, of course, if he does that, he ruins his chance of getting home. But uh, for all intents and purposes, here he is seeing this innocent child who would one day grow up to be his greatest nemesis. And throughout that process, he gets emotionally attached to him, even though he's still planning on killing him. Well, that's the thing. He became I, I, I think so. He became emotionally attached to the team, but he became more emotionally attached to pre Flash Barry. Yeah. Than oh, Flash yeah. Barry. yeah I, I'm, I'm following you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was just super, super neat. Like I've I, I've been waiting for that reveal, not, not necessarily reveal because we've known it for a while, but I've been waiting for that scene of of Eobard Thawne looking at Barry Allen in the hospital and mm. just, you know, like the, the whole him coming to terms with the fact that he has to create his nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was pulled off perfectly. It was wonderful. And I couldn't have been happier about that. Yeah, man. That's it's, it's good. Now, of course, throughout the episode from our, you know, our hero's point of view, they're getting together. They're trying to work out, you know, how do we prove that Eobard, the speedster uh, is responsible for the death of Nora Allen and um, they decide, of course, well, first of all, they have to figure out what's going on with Vibe, what's going on with Cisco. And so they actually put him in this dream uh, catching thingamajig. And uh, it's great because the cool thing is, man, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but the visor that he had to wear, the glasses, those are freaking Vibe's glasses from the comics. Uh, the, the glasses that Cisco wear or the glasses that Barry puts on before they start doing the dream trance thing. The one that Cisco is wearing during the dream trance thing. Really? That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously this is kind of a nod, but there is kind of a very vibe vibe going on here. If I could, uh, <laughs> if I well, could say well, did that. Did you see the other glasses that Barry put on though? Uh, Were those not the spitting image of Captain Cold's, uh, glasses you know i didn't even notice that i think i was uh, so struck by the the vibe uh, reference that I, I wasn't even paying attention to what barry was wearing see i completely missed the vibe res- reference and i'm sitting there looking at these glasses that barry has on and i'm like holy crap those look exactly exactly like uh, uh captain cold's glasses well, and i was go. like oh man i want him to get his hands on those so so bad <laughs> there you go man i mean obviously you know the this whole him going back into his mind and re-experiencing the memories that he had from the alternate present um man that had me on the edge of my seat from the beginning of the episode i was seriously concerned they might kill i mean i and I realize I've seen previews for upcoming episodes, so if if I was thinking clearly, I wouldn't have really thought this. But at the time, I was just like, are they about to kill freaking Cisco again? (laughs) Every episode, every, every episode since they killed Cisco in the alternate timeline, I'm like, okay, is Cisco going to die? Is Cisco going to die? Oh, wait, wait, he's going to, oh, no, I didn't die. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know know he's not going to. I know he's not going to. But they're doing such a good job at just just toying with me <laughs> you know it's like the b scene i was like oh crap is he gonna die for real this time and then like during the, the the dream sequence thing i was like well maybe it's gonna be one of those things where like you die in the dream you die in real life freddy krueger style 
and it, that didn't turn out to be the case. Well, I thought that there was going to be some because you know he talked about how oh, it feels really real. And even when he woke up, he was like, I don't know, it felt pretty real. I was like, well, it couldn't have felt that real because I feel like if it felt like your heart was getting shredded to bits, that would kill you. Uh, yeah. Or, or, you you know, pass out from, you know, pain. And stuff. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I guess uh, you may. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Very Matrix, that whole experience of going into his head and uh, and living that. Barry gets this terrible, terrible, terrible idea that they should recreate that moment, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. So you have to realize that right now, Barry is just crushed by grief, right? Like he, he's so close to getting his he's dad out. He's not thinking clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, he's totally just just muddle-minded, this whole thing. Well, and it's it's just a mind job too, right? Of of being motivated. There's that scene, right, where he actually goes and stops the fire and saves Singh's fiance. Um, where, you know, he's being coached the entire time, as we've seen several times throughout the series. He's being coached by um by Wells, and he comes back and they kind of share this very, you know, touching and otherwise special moment. And Barry is just having to deal with it. In fact, when he talks about um, you know, how he knows this about Wells, and yet he still feels these, you know, these feelings uh, and, and this kind of emotional connection to him. I feel like he is verbally explaining what we, the audience, feel watching this portrayal of, you know, H. Geobard. Yeah, definitely like an audience surrogate moment that they've had, uh, both Wells and Barry, uh, you know, throughout these last couple episodes. It's really, really, really neat just, just to, gosh, because like, Barry's sitting there and he's in that fire and, and, and Wells is just calm, cool, collected, cool as a cucumber, just telling him what to do. Same thing with the, you know, when he's describing the speed force, like it's, it's almost like he just wants to confide in mm. somebody so bad and talk mm. about how cool it is to be a speedster, but he hates Barry. <laughs> well, he, he but no, 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 let's, let's make a distinction here. He doesn't, I don't think he hates Barry at this point. I think he hates the flash. I think he hates the flash. And I think that's, you know, that, that, that speech that we've kind of already talked about, but, but when he kind of describes that pre-Flash Barry, you get the sense that he doesn't hate that Barry, but he hates the Flash. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it. You know, the great thing about this is the more information we get about uh, Eobard and what his journey has been, uh, the more questions we have. Which is uh, it, it makes it for a fun watching experience. But one of the big reveals, pseudo big reveals from this, is that. Eddie is, in fact, a um, uh, a descendant. No, no, no. Eobard is a descendant of Eddie's. Yeah, I mean, we, we already kind of knew that, but now Eddie knows. And I thought it was really funny where, you know, Eddie instantly feels guilt, right? Because he's like, this has all been about me. He's like, oh, man, I feel terrible. <laughs> but he's like, no, 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 no. You're just insurance. Oh, dude. man, look. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, if, if this was some sort of, like, rom-com trailer, then it would be like, Eddie Thon is having the worst day ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's trying to propose to his girlfriend. Joe shuts him down. Loved that, by the way. Oh, and yeah. Th- then, you know, he's going back. He tries to propose to her anyway. Then Eobard comes in, kidnaps him. He thinks this entire story is about him. It's like, dude, not only is it not about you, but like you're not even as important as everybody thought you were in the beginning. Like you're a cliff note at this point. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> it's funny. There's a Family Guy episode where uh, uh, Bertram, you know, which is uh, Stewie's like unborn brother that he encounters when he goes inside Peter's body. Yeah. So Bertram tries to go back in time and kill Stewie, but he doesn't go back in time and just, you know, kill 
Peter's dad or like one of their ancestors. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. He goes back and he kills Leonardo da Vinci because Leonardo da Vinci's genes are the ones that unlock the genius within Stewie. So I think this is one of those situations where you could reliably kill Eddie and you might still wind up with an Eobard Thawne down the road. Uh, okay, so here's the question, though, because Thawne, uh, Eobard, referred to Eddie as his insurance. Yeah, because they, they captured one of their friends. Oh, okay. I see what he, you're he's saying. He's going to use him as a bargaining chip. He's like, don't don't try to come find me or Eddie's dead. Okay, I got you. I, got, I, I, for, for what, I guess I was thinking insurance and kind of the grander scheme. I wasn't thinking in the moment, but um, yeah, that does make sense. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, right? Maybe. I mean, may, maybe it is because I don't know if Reverse Flash at this point knows that they know that he's Eobard Thawne. They don't know that he knows they know. But does he know that they don't know that he doesn't know that they don't know? No. That he knows? No, look, 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 no. He he knows. <laughs> see, this is the thing. Everybody was going around that he didn't know that they knew that he knew. But now he knows that they know that he knew that they know. So. Wait, hold on. Now I've confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to slow it down here and keep it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was a funny bit, but I feel like it went off the rails. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm being serious at this point. Okay. Well, uh, look, at this point, everybody knows everything about everybody. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Except for Iris. Uh, and in all fairness, <laughs> now hang on. In all fairness, at the end of this episode, or not even at the end, throughout this uh, episode, we get a chance to see Iris has now put the pieces together. She has gone off on her own. She knows that there are metahumans. She knows that they're tied to the particle accelerator. She knows the origins of the Flash. However, up until that final moment, she doesn't piece quite together who the flash is or even that barry has some sort of abilities which i feel like would be kind of a big glaring flashing light when you know particle accelerator goes off barry gets struck by lightning the exact same time doesn't die even though anybody else would in that circumstance i mean i would think that barry would be kind of high up on that list i mean let's be honest here like lightning strikes don't kill 100 percent of people who get struck by lightning no but i mean like but come on particle accelerator yeah, sure. It was like a super lightning. But even, like, even, I'm not saying that it's not, even though he didn't die, I, just the fact that you got struck by lightning at the exact same time the particle accelerator went off and you're on a CW show. Come on, man. It's a <laughs> yeah, CW superhero show. CW show. <laughs> yeah. That's how, it, that's how it works. Whatever the thing is, the thing plus event equals power person. That's, that's always how it is. Yeah. Anyway. I, I do like the fact, though, that she came to the realization herself. Yes, I that know. That was one thing I had been talking about. It's like, I want that to happen. I thought of you, actually, when uh, during that scene. But let me ask you about this. The the whole she gets shocked, um, and she says, Barry, where, was that a callback to something that I missed? Yeah, so when she's sitting there uh, talking to him in Star Labs, which is a great scene uh, for Candace Patton, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Very great scene. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she, when she's, you know, she's telling you, you know, I, I need you all this kind of stuff. And then she gets up to leave and she touches his hand. And when she pulls her hand away, uh, he shocks her. Oh, okay. 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 See, I the missed, same way I missed that. When that. He, yeah. Yeah. Like when he pulls his hand away, when they're on the bridge, she gets shocked as well. Yeah. No. And I got, I got the second time around and actually when he, before she said anything, I thought, huh, I wonder if that has to do with the whole lightning rod thing. And actually it very well may, um, you know, the I think I've explained this before on the show, but the idea is that Iris is the Flash's lightning rod. He's, she's Barry's lightning rod. The idea is that uh, because of this connection that the two of them share, it keeps Barry grounded to the present time so that he doesn't just fade away to a, 
you know, full on alternate existence where he's just existing out of time. Wait, say that again. It's it's this is kind of more of a um, uh, kind of a little bit more of a higher concept of the Speed Force, right? If you kind of get a little less sci-fi and a little bit more mystical, the idea is that she, because of this relationship that they share, she is his, you know, quote unquote, lightning rod. Ah, like a yeah, okay, like a ground, yeah. Right, and if if not for her, theoretically, he would just you know basically become one with the Speed Force and would like lose his. You know, his current... Um, he would no longer be Barry Allen. He would be the Flash, which is just the embodiment of the Speed Force, basically. Actually, I, a good... Uh, did, did you ever read Kingdom Come? Uh, a long time ago, but I do know about the Flash at that point where he's basically just the Speed Force. And yeah. he is everywhere at once. So essentially, he'd be that, except probably not even that corporeal. Gosh, man, Kingdom Come Flash and Heroclix is so good. I'm hoping at some point we might get some kind of reference to that particular version of the Flash, because uh, Kingdom Come Flash is, is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, super cool. All right, so Iris, I, I do feel like ultimately she does get a good arc here, uh, and I think that she's coming into her own. I think this sets up perhaps in the future, probably season two, uh, she'll be much more of a more prominent figure, and I'm hoping that she'll get a lot, lot more time to uh, to shine. Yeah, you know, it, this episode confirmed for me something that I had been suspicious about the entire series. And, like, I love the writing in this show. Like, I think it does a very, very good job. But I think Iris has always been hemmed in by bad bad writing for her character. I think she's she's done an excellent job with the material that she has. And it just kind of sucks that they sort of, you know, I don't I don't know if maybe it just, you know. She hasn't had much to work with. I mean, and that's, that's not necessarily a full-on, I mean, it's not like there's been bad writing or anything like that. There just hasn't been much writing for her yes, to work yes. with. Yes, I'm not saying that it's bad because I pretty much love everything about this show. I'm not saying that, that, that the writing for her was bad. It just wasn't as good as everything else. Yeah, that's. I mean, and, I think that's fair. I think yeah, that's absolutely and I, I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping in season two we'll see a lot more, you know, progression with her and a lot more, uh, you know, uh, cooler things for her to do and, you know, stuff like that. Speaking of characters we haven't spent a whole lot of time with lately, uh, Caitlin, man, I know she's been present, but she's just kind of been there. Yeah, she, she's she's been really kind of like quiet and, and just sort of like distant, you know, I have a feeling we're going to get she's going to be stepping up big time early on season two. Um, because of some foreshadowing that we got in this episode. Before I get into that, man, what, what notes do you have on the, this episode? Well, so first off, uh, ha- poor old Hannibal Bates. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, get, getting getting murked on the, the chance for freedom. Yeah. But, so this is interesting, though. This like I thought that was really neat. I like that reveal. You know, the reason why the speedster trap didn't work is because Hannibal Bates isn't a speedster. Yep. Uh, so he just kind of walked right through that thing, right? And uh, what's which, by the way, that when he walked right through there, totally, I did not see that coming. Never, never for a moment did I think that that was every man. I thought for sure that that was just, you know, they underestimated the reverse flash. I mean, that blew me away. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then like when he got shot, I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, so this was interesting because this means that Eobard either has some sort of connection to that alternate timeline because how else would he be able to tell Hannibal how to act in Cisco's future dream unless he himself has knowledge of that alternate reality well but I, the way that Eobard or every reverse every man what the way that every man acted was not the same as the way that Eobard acted in the alternate present 
Sure, but it but it was similar. Like you know, he's telling him that, that he vibrates his hand like a knife to kill him. How yeah. would he have known that? Well, I mean, I I think I he didn't vibrate his hand for one thing, and I think well, yeah, I mean yeah, Hannibal never vibrated it, but like you know. Just that it's, move. I, I know what you're saying, but here, here's the thing. You got to imagine Eobard going to every man and telling him to do this. He probably threatened him, and he probably threatened him by doing the exact same gesture. Oh yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. that that's yeah. actually a really good catch. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, I, I was maybe I'm looking way too into it, but uh, it just was interesting that he would know enough about this alternate reality to inform every man enough to convince Cisco that the events are playing out at least similarly because Cisco acted differently as well because, you know, he was, he was almost like he, he was trying to, you know, coerce the confession out of him as opposed to right. being more dumbstruck and like, you know, sad. He was more accusatory and angry. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else, what else was it that I saw? Cause there's something else that I wanted to mention. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, did you see the comic for this episode? Like the, the, they, you know how they release those pages on the intertrons for oh, spoilers. Yeah. You know what? I didn't, I've been, it's just a bad man. Lately, I've just not been as active on social media. Um, I don't know why all of a sudden I've lost a lot of my time, but, uh, yeah. Well, so in this particular one, you know, it's, it's always like a recap of the episode, right? Right. Right. In this particular one, it was uh, Gideon and Team Flash are in the future room, uh, the time vault, if you will. Um, and in the dialogue in the show differs from the dialogue in the comic. It was almost exactly the same, except for Gideon gets cut off right before. In, in the show, Gideon says, you know, you're Barry Allen, founding member of the and then gets cut off. Right. 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 So. In the comic, I want to say it's like founding member of the Just, and then like he gets cut off. I see. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's the big one that a lot of people have uh, been uh, been kind of talking about. Is like, oh, the Justice League, the Justice League. And actually, I missed it when we watched the episode. I went back. I thought for sure everybody was just talking about the paper. Uh, no, but, no, no, no. It's Gideon. Okay. Well, Gideon is an interesting character, man. Gideon, I think, is about to become something all into herself. Yeah. So here's a question that I have. Barry Allen created the Gideon AI, correct? Well, so why would Gideon, a creation of Barry Allen, work for Eobarthon? Okay, that's a great transition right there into... Speedster Speculation. Gideon, man. Gideon is now a really interesting player in all of this because of what she rep revealed to Team Flash. Uh, aside from the fact that, of course, she she made mention of the Justice League, if you just pointed out, she went into detail about what Eobard's uh, plans were. She also said that she was created by Barry Allen and that she can do anything that he tells her to. Um, I got a very John Connor Terminator type feeling from this whole relationship. I'm wondering, man, and I think this is what you wanted kind of leading up to. A, was Gideon telling the truth? And B, if so, what does that mean? Well, can we assume that she was just telling the truth and just kind of take it at face value? I, I, I think so, because when Eobard goes into the time vault and speaks to Gideon, Gideon makes no mention of anything happening. Right. You would think if she if, if, if she wasn't telling the truth to Barry, mm. that that would be the reveal right there. Why, I mean, right. why would they delay it unless they're trying to go for more, you know, more drama or something like that? 
Yeah, okay, so I think that's a fair assessment. Let's go under the assumption that Gideon, at face value, is, she, she can be believed. I mean, after all, she's a computer, computers don't lie, although I guess Barry told her to lie, and then she lied. So um, let's not dig too heavily into that, but yes. So, oh, and also, uh, Cisco, best line from the night, uh, can you show me your operating system? And it's like this crazy future tech, and he's just like, nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, <that> was- <laughs> Oh, and actually, you know what? I do want to bring something else up. Uh, up? This is in reference to the point earlier where uh, Eobard must have had some knowledge of the future, Mm. uh, the future alternative timeline in order to instruct every man how to do it properly. So Max in the chat brings this up. And and, and thank you, Max, for actually uh, mentioning this because this this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Both of them closed the laptop. Oh, I mean, I didn't even I did. I that's just that's just really it's just really bizarre. Like, I don't know. It's you would think. The Cisco's in the dream. He would remember the dream. He remember the clothes on the laptop, and then every man closes the laptop too. That's just kind of weird. Like, why would why would he do that? I mean, you walk in with an open laptop. You're gonna close the laptop when you're talking to somebody. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't walk into rooms where people are working and just close their laptops that they're working on. I mean, can't you just kind of give it to them? Sure. That, you know, that, I, that's for that, right now. For right now, I'll give it to him. But I, I want this on the record that I think something is is, is suspect about that. I, I, here's the deal, dude. If you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about kind of like you know questionable, you know, wait, what? Then I would actually point to earlier in the episode where Eddie has to take Joe out to coffee so they can talk alone when they're partners, and then they're in the cop car all the time together alone. Uh, they're not alone because Barry helps them fight crime. Not always. Always. Not always. Only when he calls him up. Always. Well, yeah, but that, that's 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 not part of the alternate timeline future, so that's that's irrelevant. <sighs> okay, um, Gideon. So is Gideon telling the truth? Well, we we established that yes, she is telling the truth. So here's, I believe she is. So is Gideon? Did uh, Eobard steal Gideon and bring her with him to the present? Did he rip Gideon off of Barry in the midst of their fight? Why in the world is Gideon actually helping Eobard? Yeah, that's what's interesting about it. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, Asimov's laws of robotics, you always have to go obey the command of your human instructor or something like that. Nah. And and so it's, it's it's just like a computer, right? You know, I can use my computer and then, uh, you know, if Hitler came over and used my computer, you know, it, it, it's just it, it's just a computer, right? It's a device. It's a tool that people use. Maybe maybe Gideon is this AI, just a tool and it doesn't care. I it, see it's what not, you're saying. Yeah, it's not that smart to realize that, hey, wait, aren't you Eobard Thawne, the my creator's greatest nemesis? Mm, that's actually a good observation, man, because, I mean, it's not like we've seen Gideon have much more in-depth Ultron-esque conversations, right? She's just, you know, input command spitting out information. In fact, even there's um, Barry asks her, asks her uh, you know, um, do, do you know who he really is? And she doesn't understand the question. So from that standpoint, is she even really a full-on artificial intelligence or is she just kind of a, you know, voice automated software? Well, she's definitely an artificial intelligence, but I don't think she's like a human artificial intelligence designed with like cognitive capacity like that, right? Sure. Um, but, but you know, uh, actually Kristen in the chat points out that, uh, you know, he uh, Eobard had Gideon in his hand. So like he knew it was there. I don't think he took it from Flash in their fight. He had it there. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he had it there in the alley after the fight. He, we didn't see what happened during the fight. Yeah, but I I don't think he took it off of Barry and then was like, oh hey, I got this thing in my hand now. Let me talk to Gideon. Yeah, I don't know, man. Given given that it's it's one of two things in my mind. Either he either Gideon is actually something that future Barry uses in the you know future 
as kind of like, uh, you know, help me find different things, kind of that, um, uh, in a similar fashion of Jarvis to Iron Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, except for I think Jarvis is smarter. But you know, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Like that's the purpose that Gideon could potentially serve to future Barry. It's either that, and Eobard ripped it off of Barry during the fight, or it's something that Eobard stole from the Justice League. That's my guess. And uh, and brought with them, or I guess there's actually three things, or Barry actually let Eobard take Gideon because he knows that all of this stuff is going to happen because of time travel stuff. Okay. So, so Barry knows that Eobard's going to try to go back in time and kill him. So Barry designs an AI to assist him in everyday things and then lets Eobard take that AI so that when he goes back in time, he'll have the AI to help him create Barry and make Barry a better hero. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Here's the thing. Here's, here's what it is. Gideon, is Summer Glau from Terminator the Saracana Chronicles Chronicles? I haven't seen that show. But you know who's uh, that is Glau, Summer Glau, that's her name? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Same basic concept. That was a term she was a Terminator that was sent back in time by John Connor in the future to help his present self. I wish my future self would send stuff back in time. I to know, help right? Eve. Dude, our future selves suck. I know, for real. Come on, guys. Like <sighs> Now, here's the deal. This is podcasting, right? So, I mean, theoretically, this lasts for as long as it's on the internet, uh, which means that this is there for our future selves as well as our children and many other uh, generations to hear. So, let me put this out here right now. As I record this podcast, it is Wednesday, 8.50 Central Standard Time in these United States uh, on April 29th, 2015. By the time I finish this sentence, if you have discovered this podcast and you are listening to it in a time where time travel has been invented, up here, right now, right here, I'm not going to give you like the address. Or, I, mean, I mean, come on, knock on your door at least. They're, they're, they're no, dude, that would freak me out. No, 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 teleport in the room. For some reason, if you knock on the door, that's going to mess me up. But if you teleport into this room, I'm cool with that. No, but what I'm saying is, is like they may have invented time travel, but like, you know, quantum teleportation and things like that might still be beyond the grasp of physics. I'm just saying that a future us or future listener is not not here. Future listener, get on it, man. Get out there. You know, know it's interesting, though. Stephen Hawking actually uh, proposed that exact same uh, uh, conundrum. Oh, gosh. What is his show called? Uh, Stephen Hawking TV Talk. Yeah, Stephen Hawking TV Talk. Anyway, he had a show that's really good. You should watch it. I recommend it. It's really, really neat. But he did one about he did an episode about time travel and he's sitting there and he has this party. and It's like, welcome time travelers. And he's like, I uh, I didn't announce this party. This is the first time it's ever been mentioned. You know, we're, we're just filming this thing. We're just shooting this thing here. So the only people who know about this thing uh, were me and the producers. And so in the future, if somebody watches this episode, uh, I want them to time travel back to this thing and we'll have a party. It'll be great. And so he sits there and like, you know, two minutes just go by. And he's like, see, nobody showed up because time travel doesn't exist. <laughs> well, and I think that's part of it, right? That, that, that was that whole argument back in the day. Remember the whole uh, time traveler in um, in the Charlie Chaplin movie? Uh, this no. was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. This this whole thing blew up on the internet because somebody thought they had found a time traveler in the background of a Charlie Chaplin film. I know. The, I, I've heard about the time traveling hipster. No, 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 no. This is actually like, this is, it's really compellingly interesting because there's not a whole lot of explanation for who this person is or what they're doing although a lot of the ideas that make them you know seem like they're a time traveler have kind of been disproven at least with modern technology um 
I, you know what? I'll, I'll send it to you after, after we get done recording because you, you need to check this out. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, all right, so we talked about Gideon. I'm, I'm really excited for this character and what it could mean. And I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that there's something here and they're laying the groundwork for what Gideon could potentially be. I also think that there is a big storyline coming. We've talked about it before, but Flashpoint is where we have assumed they've been driving towards. And did you catch the moment where Eobard tells Caitlin and Vibe, I'm sorry, Caitlin and Cisco, that their lives are so much better so much better in the time that he's created as opposed to the original timeline. Yeah, I did. I did hear him mention that just offhand a little bit, uh, and I, I, I didn't pay it any mind. Honestly. Dude, no, man. This is this is for me. This is a huge nod because this this is telling us that if Barry undoes what Eobard has done, that means he's going to create a world in which, I mean, I think we can assume Caitlin is Killer Frost. I mean, I would hope so. That's what we were talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna defeat Wells. The serious finale is him going into the future and Citizen Cold's like, hey, you there, there's crime afoot. <laughs> right? I don't think that's going to be the line. No, I mean, it, I, it, fine. No, why not? But Crime has feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, that, that's, that's what I want to see is he beats him and then the end of the episode is him like trying to run back to the past or to the future or, or you know, wherever he's fighting him, I guess. And when he gets there, everything's different and we see citizen cold like i just want to see citizen cold like that Ah, would just make my day i'm sure it'll happen sooner than later news flash the flash beats out agents of shield in the ratings for the first time since the premiere millions of fans of the flash everywhere say wait what because we already assumed that this was just happening uh bell yeah that that, that, are, that really surprises me i know like I, when this became news Actually, no it doesn't i take that back it doesn't and i'll explain to you why you explain to me why the reason why is agents of shield is a marvel property uh yeah okay i mean that okay that's almost enough said but the, the, the reason is is marvel has a lot more exposure uh, because of their movies and their MCU and everything, uh, then I would say the DC TVU does. Right. Uh, ABC is a lot bigger network than CW. Right. Um, uh, the, I mean, the slots are the same. The time slots are the same. Yeah, but Agents of Shield, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to stop this this wanton, baseless hatred for Agents of Shield. Look, you're overstating my feelings towards Agents of Shield. However, I will tell you this: I, I read a recent interview with uh, Joss Whedon about kind of the history of Agents of Shield and what it represented then and what it represents now. And after that interview, I'm out. I'm completely 100% not even going to waste another moment of my time with that series because well, it in no way by? it in no way impacts the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It can only exist in a corner where it doesn't impact anything of any substantial value. And uh, and and so for that reason, that was the only thing it had going for it is it's like, oh, well, this is going to, you know, it, it's, you know, hashtag all connected, but it's well, hashtag. No, it's not. So no, 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 no. That's where you're absolutely wrong. It is all connected. It's all connected. Yes, you might be right that things that happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. aren't going to affect the MCU as a whole. Right. But the MCU affects Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so it is all connected. There is eh, a lot of yeah. stuff that connects stuff there. Yeah. It, it, like, I, I don't think 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has to change the MCU in order for it to be interesting. I think it just needs to live in that universe, and that's why I like it. It's because it does live in that universe. Yeah, but see, I, I like give and take. I don't want it to just... If, if it was going to be impactful, it wouldn't just be a reactionary show. Things like Daredevil, these miniseries they're going to do, that's going to be a give and take. And we've already started to hear rumblings of maybe even Daredevil being in Infinity War in some form or fashion. And so, you know, when you have that in play, that's the stuff that gets me excited. But you do realize that Daredevil had absolutely no impact on the MCU whatsoever. At this stage, I mean, it's just it's just now getting started. But I mean, I don't. But Daredevil, I I guarantee you, the Daredevil and the um, Defender, whatever you want to call these little miniseries that they're doing, I don't, I don't know what the it's the Defenders. Fine, but but point being, the Defenders that they're establishing will have give and take. I guarantee you that that it's going to have give and take with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be dead before they even get the opportunity, and they're not going to get the opportunity. I don't think they will. All right. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. Flash beat him out this week, so suck that's it. That's great. No, no. <laughs> hey, wait, that, that's not – I love both shows. That's, like, doubly good for me. Well, I, I'm just surprised that uh, it took this long, but I guess it does make me happy. I just I, – I don't know, man. <laughs> although, although it is very surprising, though, because uh, first off, I, I didn't know that – Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was beating Flash in the ratings. Second off, this is the Age of Ultron tie-in episode, and yeah. Flash beat it on that episode. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I like painting it in that light because it does sound much better. But for me, this isn't a DC versus Marvel thing. It's a good television versus bad television. But and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't bad television. Fine. It's, it's, it's great it's television. It's not as good as Flash. It's not as good as Flash. Let me put it this way. This will make you feel happier. It's great television versus mediocre television. How about that? I'd say it's great television versus not as great television. <laughs> you were such because an apologist it, for that show. You were Agents such of an Shield apologist has for its that moments, show. man. It, it has some great, great things that happen on it. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, you go start the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV Talk podcast, and I will not listen to it. Uh, <laughs> also, I just want to mention this briefly. Um, Flash was the answer. What is the Flash was an answer on Jeopardy uh, a couple episodes back. thought that was kind of cool. What um, was the question? The question was, what is the Flash? I'm sorry, what was the answer? Uh, the answer, Flash, Jeopardy. Look at that screenshot. Can I bring up something right quick, though? Are you going to go into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again? No, no. I'm, I'm going to go into this whole it's, it's this, this whole Marvel versus DC thing. If you like DC Comics and DC TVU and DC, and, and DC uh, MCU, you don't have to hate Marvel. And vice versa. If you like Marvel Comics, you don't have to hate. I've seen a lot of just vitriol and hatred being spit, spit on the internet about you know Marvel fans who are hating on DC, DC fans who are hating on Marvel. It's why can't everybody? I mean, if you like comics, and you why not just like both? I think that most people do like both. I mean, they're, they're, we all it's it's because it's fun, man. It's red versus blue. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's but it's they're just, not mutually exclusive, right? No, but uh, but that's part of the fun. I like Marvel. I like Marvel more than DC, but I don't go and say DC sucks everywhere. Well, and no, I, but see, and no, no, people do that all the time. They do that all the time. You realize that when I say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sucks, it's not a statement on Marvel as a whole. Yes. No, no, no. I, I agree with you on that. But the, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because that sentiment reminded me of the Internet at large, their behavior on that kind of stuff. Well, I, I, I'm just saying that like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a healthy attitude. You know, if you don't like DC Comics and you like Marvel, that's fine. But you don't have to just crap on DC all the time. Same thing with, with, with DC. If you like DC, you don't like Marvel, you don't have to crap on Marvel all the time. Enjoy what, like what you like, you know? <laughs> Bell, the answer was the CW meets DC on TV with remarkably fleet-footed scientist 
Barry Allen, also known as this title superhero. Uh, what is the Flash? I'll take potent potables for 400 <laughs> so there you go man um but yeah really really great nod always loving to see that um you know the flash is kind of uh, bleeding into other forms of pop culture although i don't know that jeopardy can be considered pop culture at this stage in the game uh yeah it's been around longer than i've been alive yeah longer than pop that's for sure um and then also uh, uh bell I, I hear there's casting for the new uh legend <laughs> series uh, a new character that has not yet been seen in the DC universe. What 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 can you tell me about this casting? <laughs> I can always tell when like there's a name or something and you don't want to read it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I always get that blurb. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, there there actually has been some casting on the upcoming Arrow Flash spinoff. Uh, the character Jay Jackson has been cast, and the actor playing him. Franz drama. Yeah, man. Uh, interesting. There's not a whole lot of information about this. A lot of people have speculated that perhaps this is supposed to be some form of static analog or uh, or maybe even somebody who might, you know, become a static. I don't think that's the case. I, I think if that was the case, they wouldn't call him Jay Jackson. They would, you know, call him Virgil Hawkins. Um, but yeah, that, w- that would make me mad if they put static shock in there and it's not like the static shock. I mean, what's the point, right? Yeah, and I don't like that. I mean, the the whole calling a character by a different name drives me insane. It works really well for Harrison Wells because of the story. Yeah. But things like, you know, I, things like uh, Talia al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises and that kind of stuff, it drives well, me insane. That, that was the same thing. It worked with the story. No, it didn't work with the story, man, because there was no, like, if, if her name was Talia and Bruce knew her as Talia, it's not like that would have let him know that she had an evil plan. That's true. That's true. She could have just kept her name as Talia and exactly. then just be like Talia Smith. Yeah. <laughs> be an interesting name. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. But one, one thing's for sure. It's, it's interesting. This is a, you know, it's a younger character. Um, if, uh, you know, it's a double lettered name, Jay Jackson, uh, he'll be tied with star labs. I got to tell you at first, before I found out the character's name, I thought perhaps we were looking at a Wally West. Um, but that appears to not be the case. Yeah. That'd have been cool, but apparently not. Unless, well, and here's the other thing. It could be that maybe this is all a big cover-up, and this is actually our new Wally West. Oh, so they're they're doing the whole, uh, oh, no, 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 no. We promise you this character that Benedict Cumberpatch is playing in Star Trek Into Darkness is not Khan. It's this Jack Harrison guy or whatever. Well, that, except for before, I mean, they won't. he won't ever actually, what I'm proposing is that perhaps we'll never see him on screen as Jay Jackson. They're just telling us this now during the casting phase to throw us off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the other thing too is a lot of people have mentioned the uh, that his origin story seems to be very tied with uh, with uh, Cyborg. Again, if they were going Cyborg, then they'd need to call him Victor Stone. Like, don't like they. Yes, I think I I, honestly, I really do think that this has got to be a um, either this is a brand new character or they're covering up the fact that they've just cast Wally West. That's my guess. I, I would like to see Wally West. But, you know, new characters are cool, too, I guess. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm all about new characters. And, and, and uh, uh, the more the barrier, the more the merrier, the more the barrier, the more the barrier. Hey, guys, this is Chad Rook, and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. You know, Chad's episode of iZombie uh, aired last night. I'm glad you said that. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So and I hate my DVR. Well, it's because... on. It's, it's on Hulu. 
Oh, good. I'll just watch it on Hulu then. You know, Gideon uh, gets Hulu. I don't know if you saw that scene, but Gideon totally gets Hulu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, feedback this week, man. We got an email in from Jeff Duke. Bell, what does Jeff say? I had a theory that I was hoping y'all could help me with. I was thinking that if Barry successfully changes the future, the real Harrison Wells would never have died. And then back in the present timeline. Wait. Yeah. And then back in the present timeline, there would have been a, there would be the real Harrison Wells. This would be great if Eobard Thawne ends up going back into his original body. This could be awesome because Tom Cavanaugh is such a great actor. I totally agree. I would love to see Tom Cavanaugh in season two on Team Flash as a good guy. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same character. It would be, uh, yeah, I mean... I like Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard Thawne. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was cool seeing him as, you know, the actual Harrison Wells, but that is not the same character that we've been spending all this time with. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be so bittersweet the end of this season, because, I mean, unless Reverse Flash plays a big role in season two, I'm going to desperately miss Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard Thawne. Everybody's just kind of assuming this moratorium. Do we have some sort of confirmation that he's not coming back for season two? No, no. I'm just saying, like, he's going to get defeated or, or whatever. But, like, I don't think he's going to be the primary antagonist for season two. I mean, why would you have the same villain for this for, for two seasons in a row? I don't think that he, arguably he doesn't. Ha- for one thing, he doesn't have to be the primary antagonist in order to be a player. And it's arguable as to whether or not he was the primary antagonist for this season. I feel like the story has been the antagonist more than a particular character. Because we don't know. I mean, think about it. We haven't spent time with Eobard Thawne. We've been spending time with his HG Eobard. We don't know what his master plan is other than the fact that he wants to get home. Um, and I think that um, whatever happens in the season finale and what that could potentially do to the timeline, uh, I think that's going to be a, a major piece of season two. And I think that we're going to have Eobard Thawne as Tom Cavanaugh uh, or Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard Thawne will be a, a factor in that. And I think in the latter half, we're still, I mean, he's still going to be active. I just don't think that we're going to lose him. And I, 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 I don't think we're going to lose him. I just, I don't think we're going to see him as much. And uh, I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. Like, I'd love to see some Eobard backstory, maybe some future fights or something like that. Like, I think it'd be cool. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I mean, there's not really too much talk about what's going to happen with season two yet. I guess mm-hmm. it's way too far off. But I'm hoping that there's going to be Tom Cavanaugh. There's going to be some Eobard in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. But uh, great email. Thanks for that, Jeff. Uh, Nick Castle also left us an iTunes review. Uh, said, love this podcast. These guys are great. I listen to several Flash-based podcasts every week uh, as the new episode airs, but this is one that I listen to first. I love the organization of the show and enjoy hearing the fresh perspective that these guys deliver. Love the show. Keep them coming. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate that. Absolutely, Nick. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And of course, hey, if you're listening right now and you haven't had the opportunity to head over to iTunes and write us a review, please do so. Aside from the fact that we love doing it and we love reading them out on the show, we also have this whole thing where every single time we get a multiple of 10 reviews and we give away a free digital comic and we're only five away from doing that. So uh, head out there, write us a review, and maybe by next week we will be giving away a free digital comic. Indeed. Um, And uh, you know what? We've started this tradition a couple episodes ago, so let's keep it going. As I've mentioned before, man, we do broadcast live at Mixler.com slash Pottery on Wednesday nights, and we've got an awesome chat going this uh, this particular evening, and I think we should open it up to the chat and see what they have to say. Let's pick one lucky comment slash question. Will we ever see Barry run backwards? Answer as soon as possible, please. That's from Ventores in the chat. Will we ever see Barry run backwards? <laughs> 
I would love to. Holy crap! What if that's the what if that's the trick? Well, we also know we know it's not the trick for time travel because he was running forward at that point. But what if it's easier to time travel if he runs backwards? I'm wondering if uh, you know that actually kind of reminds me. We saw the uh, cosmic treadmill got a little bit of a facelift this episode. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't think that uh, Barry running backwards uh, is too far out there. So who knows? Maybe we'll see it. Not sure why he would want to or need to do it, but uh, it could be a time travel thing. Pop quiz. Okay. If you could have super speed, but you could only run backwards, would you take it? Uh, yeah. Wait, could I? Uh, does I don't have to always go backwards. Just backwards when I super speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you access your super speed, you have to run backwards. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, I, I, you're right. It wouldn't be as useful, but I mean, like if the option is that or no super speed, I'll take that any day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyway, all right. Well, cool. I think that's going to do it for us uh, tonight. Well, no, uh, actually, we got another good question here. Uh, Michael in the chat, he says, is it safe to, to say that Iris knows Barry's the Flash at this point, or are there still doubts? I'm guessing that she has made the connection and that she says, yes, uh, this is Barry. Uh, maybe there's still a little bit of doubts in her mind, but I, I think those have all gone away uh, with the shock and everything. I'm, I'm pretty sure that right now it's safe to say that she knows that Barry's the flash. Yeah, I like it. I think, I think, um, I think that she definitely, uh, she's got all the pieces and she's good at putting those puzzles together. And, uh, I would not be surprised if, um, you know, there's not that reveal between the two of them by the season finale. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this evening. I want to remind you guys out there, if you have not already done so, head over to thebrogues.com. That is our webcomic that we do. We've got some fun stuff going on over there, so you'll want to check that out. Also, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk, but also as well as our personal accounts, because lately I've had my hands full, and so I might may not be as active on the Flash TV Talk um, uh, Twitter handle for the next little while, but you can still follow me on Twitter. I'm at York. And you can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at pondastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And also, if you like this show, uh, be sure to check out our parent show panel to screen, where this week we're actually going to review Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh-oh. So. It's going to be a special show. It's going to be out, what, a day later? Yeah, it's going to be a day later to make sure that we can actually get that out as, as soon as possible. It was either get, put it out a day late this week or not have our review until like an entire week after it launches. So We can't have that. No, no, no. We wanted to make it as timely as possible. Uh, we want to give special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music. I mentioned already the iTunes thing. So, uh, yeah, go and do all of that good stuff as well. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Flash TV Talk, but don't forget about next week's episode where Belle is going to be playing Gorilla Grodd because you need to hashtag ring that Grodd. Oh, yes, you do. Hashtag that all day, every day. Yes. See if we can trend it. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, I know people, some people are good at like finding like their best hours to try to trend stuff, and I thought about trending ring that Grodd, but I feel like, I, I don't know. Should we try it? Should we try to do something like that? Uh, the, the thing is, like, I, I think it would fall like, you know, we have our listeners and like, I just wish the CW was in on it. I, well, here's the thing. I, if we're going to do if, if we need to activate the listeners, we, we need to like say, hey, guys, go tell freaking at CW underscore the flash to go follow us because WTF, man. <laughs> Seriously, they should follow us. Do they not follow us? No, I don't understand it. Well, like Gotham follow the Gotham writers room follows Gotham, right? Well, see, that's it's a little bit different. And I mean, part of it might be the fact that uh, Gotham has been extremely accommodating to us over the Gotham podcast. So, yeah. And part of it, I think, is also the Twitter handle. Like Flash TV talk sounds somewhat generic. I don't know. Go, Go let them know. Go let them know. 
Hook us up, guys. Make it happen. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week's show. But for more Flashtastic Awesomeness, tune in next week to Flash TV Talk. Flashtastic Outro, copyright Matt SC. Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker, engineering your success.